journey is temporary. Sooner or later, turn in my favor. song was introduced to me by a precious friend of mine who is no longer with us. And the first time I heard the song, the lyrics spoke volumes to me at a time in my life when I was struggling with some things. And that song just taught me to know that Everything we go through is temporary. Amen. It doesn't matter what it is, what it looks like. It's temporal. And it's not going to always be like this. First Lady and I were having a conversation this morning. I said, you know, sometimes you just want to see progress. You go through the process, but you want to see some form of progression. And we have seen the progression in many areas of our lives. But then there is still yet progress to come. So that song reminds me that it's best to hold on until your change comes. Because what we see right now is temporary. Yes. So I just <clears throat> wanted to say that before going into the word today. Also, I want to thank First Lady for her encouragement. It is uh, a little difficult and sometimes challenging at times to preach every Sunday. Not that I don't have a word, but I just want to have a word for the season that we're in. So I'm always seeking the Lord for a word that's going to help all of us, not just me, but all of us. And so sometimes he gives it to me early and sometimes he gives it to me at the last hour, but nonetheless, he gives it to me. And if he doesn't give it to me, then I don't have anything to say. And that's the way my life works. So sometimes when I spend countless hours in the office, I'm constantly seeking God for a word for the house. And uh, he does give it to me. 
may not necessarily be when I need for him to, but it's always a timely word. And yes. so I pray today that this word will bless you. Yes, Lord. Such a uh, such as, as has it blessed me. Um, and we're going to go into prayer and uh, we're going to go into our word. Father God, I thank you for this day. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you keep doing in our lives. Thanking you, Lord, for allowing us to be a part of this journey in this place with each other. There's a reason for this season that we're in, Father God, and we ask you to give us understanding. We ask you to help us through the process. Now, Father God, I ask you to bless this word on today. May it go forth with power and love and might and understanding and purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We're going to go to the fifth book of the Pentateuch, Deuteronomy. going to go to the 33rd chapter, and we're going to start at the 26th verse, and read through verse 27a. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 26 and 27. And it reads from the NLT, there is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to protect you, across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God is your refuge. And I want you to keep that in mind. The eternal God is your refuge and his everlasting arms are under you. Mm. You may be seated in his presence. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun, the God of Israel, who rides across the heavens to help us and on the clouds in his majestic splendor. Our eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are his everlasting arms. Which brings me to my subject title, The God of the Bottom. The God of the Bottom. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Amen. Bob Marley. <laughs> the fifth book of Deuteronomy, which means the second giving of the law, is a very uplifting chapter, but it has a somewhat sorrowful undertone. It's uplifting because it's the word of God. But Timothy tells us that all scripture is God-breathed. Mm -hmm. 
and is useful for teaching, rebuking, <laughs> correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So a lot of times we can't look at the word with rose-colored glasses. We have to look at the word in reality. It's a balanced word of God. There's pros and cons to living this life. There's pros and cons to following God's word. There's pros and cons in God's word. If you do this, then this will happen. But if you don't do this, this is bound to happen. So Moses is about to speak to the new generation of Israel one last time. After 40 years of rebellion and frustration in the wilderness, the next generation of Israel is finally old enough finally old enough to inherit the land of Canaan. Sometimes in our quest for things, we have to be mature enough to handle the job. Amen. <laughs> and when we're not, God is not going to allow us, for the most part, to take on the responsibility because he doesn't want to see us fail at anything. He wants to see us succeed at what we pursue. Wise and full of years, Moses knows that this generation will disobey just like their parents did. <laughs> but he is hopeful that they will repent and God will continue to guide them. And he begins to give a word to all of the 12 tribes of Jacob. He speaks of God as the one who lives in the heavens but abides in the clouds. He tells them that he can't go with them. Can you imagine when your leader brings you to a place and you want to see that leader move forward to the next place with you and they can't go? My team was very disappointed when their leader was not chosen for a special award that they felt that I should have received. They were extremely excited about the success of our team, but on the other hand, extremely disappointed that we all didn't walk away with the grand prize. So Moses is telling the people that I brought you this far, but I can't go with you to the next level because of my disobedience. He speaks of God as the one who lives in the heavens but abides in the clouds. But he told them this, that even though I can't go with you, the Lord will go before you and will remain with you throughout your journey. The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are his everlasting arms. What a touching message to give to such a hurting people who was disappointed that their leader couldn't go with them to the promised land. God always helps his people, Sister Robin. 
The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are his everlasting arms. He is the God of the bottom. When you receive bad news, how do you handle it? How do you respond? Like most people would. Some may grow weary and sad. But some don't. They respond in a way like Moses did. So when you receive bad news from the doctor, thank you very much. Fine. I appreciate that. But let me tell you about who my God is and how he will bring me out of this situation too because this is a a temporary thing. God comforts all who mourns. He provides for those who grieve. He bestows upon us crowns of beauty instead of ashes. He will pour out his oil of gladness instead of mourning. And my father, my daddy, will give me a spirit of praise. That's how my God does it. We know that God dwells in high places. Yes, he does. Historically, he's always done things on mountaintops. Yes. <laughs> Feels good when you're up on top of the mountain, doesn't it? Yes, it does. He spoke to Moses on Mount Horeb. Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Jesus died on Calvary's cross, high up so that everyone could see the sacrificial lamb. But what about when you're at the bottom of the mountain? The scripture says our eternal God is our refuge. And underneath are his everlasting arms. How many people can promise you everlasting? (laughs) See, God will scoop us up in the most lowest season of our lives. He's just that kind of God. He's the God of the mountain, but he is also that same God in the valley. He's not just in high places, but he's in low places too. And at times it's hard to give God praise in low places, ain't it? (laughs) It was hard for me to encourage my team because I was just as shocked and hurt as they were. And so it was hard, it was hard, it was hard to celebrate with them. But I found a way to thank God for his grace and for his mercy. I had to praise him when I was at the bottom. Now who can praise God when you're at your lowest point? Well, that's the best time to praise. And what kind of praise can you give God when you don't know where to get that praise from? Like me, you find a way to praise him because you think about all that he's already done for you. Yes, yes, you better say it. So it takes a lot to suffer loss. Yes. Yes, Lord. It takes some deep, deep thinking. And you have to draw from on the inside. Yes. And you have to think about how God covered you and protected you from dangers you saw coming towards you, yet he shielded you. He brought us through some tough and scary times. Yes, he did. So you find a way to praise him. (laughs) Hallelujah, anyhow. Every trick that the devil has thrown at us to disrupt our destiny, it has been canceled in the name of Jesus. God destroyed it. 
What should have killed us? Made us stronger. <laughs> Made us stronger. Amen. God can do the seemingly impossible. Yes, Lord. Look at what he did in the life of Moses. Just think about his life. When Pharaoh ordered that all male Jewish babies be destroyed, God already had a plan in place yeah. for Pharaoh's craziness. <clears throat> God did what was seemingly impossible. Moses' birth mother put him on the bosom of the Nile. God made sure that the crocodiles didn't get him. So he strategically navigated that basket along that Nile River. So Moses ends up in a place, a palace, if you will. 40 years eating good food, sleeping on silk sheets, nice fluffy pillows. Learning the culture, being educated by the enemy. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes our biggest blessings can be found in the enemy's camp. <laughs> Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. He makes thine enemies thy footstool. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. So God will do what's seemingly impossible. He is our refuge. Not only our refuge, he is our true security. So no storm can destroy us when we take refuge in God. If he freed the children of Israel with the help of Moses, he will deliver you. If he parted the Red Sea for them, he'll part the Red Sea for you. All night they traveled and made it to their destination safely, but not without struggle and trouble. We made it, but not without struggle and trouble. We made it. Your strength is in your struggle. Yes, yes. You'll never know how strong you are until you struggle through something and make it through. Too often people entrust their lives to too many other things. But only our God is our true refuge because he is our eternal God. And his everlasting arms are underneath us. God orchestrated Moses' life. The same man that Pharaoh wanted to destroy was the same man that Pharaoh raised as his foster grandson, was the same man that Pharaoh trusted and grew to love, was the same man that was a Jew. That same man that fought against Pharaoh to free God's people. And God helped him to fight. And he won the battle because it had already been won. But he had to go through what? The process. It's a process that we hate. I hate the process. I ain't gonna lie to you. But this is why we can't take matters into our own hands. We have to let God fight our battles. Amen. We must let God navigate our lives, note to self. And I'm still learning to do that. You know, I, I'm a person who likes to be in control of my destiny. I wanna know if I do it, it's done. If I got the money, it's done. If I can do it, I'm gonna do it. I don't want to wait for somebody else to do it for me because they may not do it the way I want to and they may not do it the way I need it to. So just let me do it, God. I got this. Amen. But sometimes you have to wait for God to send you some help. Yes, Lord. And you have to accept the help. Amen. God has had to break me from always wanting to control things. 
You can't control everything, sweetie. Amen. The world belongs to God and he controls everything. Just trust God with it. That's what Moses did. Moses didn't know what he was going to do, what he was going to face. Had God told him that he was going to face all the plagues, Moses probably would have disobeyed God even the more and not went to tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Maybe God don't want to fix things right now for you. Maybe he just wants you to understand what faith looks like. And he don't want me fixing everything for you because he wants you to understand what faith looks like because I know what faith looks like. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. God has to teach us how to fight. Yes. He has to teach us how to war in this word. We have to learn how to beat the devil and have his own tactics by telling him what God said. Moses told Pharaoh, God said to let my people go. He didn't say Moses said. He, Moses didn't say, I said let, let, let God's people go. God said to let his people Amen. go. How will you handle the bottom experience? How will you handle gossip? How will you handle loss? How will you handle the enemy attacking you? How will you handle a small church, Pastor Decker? Can you handle the small things? Can you trust God at the bottom? We have no choice but to trust God. And when you've been as low as, as some of us have, the only way is up. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But God will always hold out his arms to catch us when we find ourselves on shaky ground. He promised never to leave nor forsake us. He promised that. He promised that. So we have to stand on God's word. Life may not be working the way we want it. But God says, for I know the plans I have for you. Just trust my plan. Remember, God's word is his word. God has stood with us when we were right. And he has stood with us. When we were wrong, he didn't abandon us. He chastised us. Why? Because he loves those. He chases those who he loves. So if God don't chasing you, well, maybe, just maybe, you don't belong to God. God will meet us in our mess. Yes, he will. He will reach down. He'll pick us up. He opens up new doors for us. And God is doing it, trust me. He creates pathways that seem impossible. Moses lived 40 years in a palace. Slept on those nice, comfortable silk sheets. But after he had to flee from Egypt, the desert became his bed. The rocks became his pillows. And the canopy of the stars became his blanket. He had no one. <laughs> but God always has a ram in the bush. Amen, amen. So he sent Moses to a man named Jethro to mentor Moses in Midian. Then God gives Moses a mate. See, God sent you a mate, the mate that you needed, not the mate that you wanted. <laughs> 
but the mate that you needed. You get that? You got that? Then God gave Moses a mandate. So he gave him a mentor, he gave him a mate, and then he gave him a mandate. (laughs) Then he sent Moses into training for 40 years. So he spends 40 years with Pharaoh, then he spent another 40 years in the desert. Moses was 120 years old when he died. And Moses was old. But look at all that he accomplished in those 120 years. And God orchestrated it all. This was God's doing. So another 40 years of training and mentoring to prepare Moses for his purpose. Sometimes we may not get our purpose at an early age. Amen. Sometimes we might be waxed old by the time we Amen. get our purpose. <laughs> God explained to Moses the purpose in which he was born. To lead the children of Israel to freedom. That's it. The purpose in which he was born was to lead his people out of slavery. That's it. That was his purpose. So you see, God knew Moses wouldn't go into the Canaan promised land because that wasn't his purpose. So sometimes God will plan another man to do this and another man to do that and another person to do this. So God will use whomever is available to accomplish his purpose. Everybody has a purpose in which they were born. It took me almost 40 years to figure out my purpose. This. (laughs) Really, God? This ain't what I plan to do. But this is his purpose for my life. Was to feed his people. In this vehicle called Church of the Solid Rock. So when God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go, Moses asked the question, so who should I tell him sent me? Tell him I am that I am. So that means God will be whatever you need for him to be. I am that I am because if I say I'm the God of Israel, then that leaves out everybody else. If he says I'm the God of the Gentiles, then that leaves out everybody else. So he says I am that I am, so whoever you need me to be that day. That's who I am. So when you go in and talk to those people, I am that I am sent me. So God, what should I say to these people? So God always has a plan for our lives. Yes, Lord. Yes. And we may not always understand the plan. But God will show us our purpose. Thank you, Lord. Eventually. It took 80 years for Moses to figure out what he was born to do. That's a long time. So we on track, (laughs) y'all. We on track, y'all. 40 years in one place. 40 years in another place. 40 years in the desert. That's a total of what? So God will show 
I'll tell you later. So we have to wait on God. We can't take matters into our own hands. Yes, we can seek help. But our biggest help comes from the Lord. So God always has a plan for our purpose. We serve a big and mighty God. And even at the bottom, he's doing great things. Even when Moses was on the backside of the mountain, he was doing great things in his life. He was strengthening Moses to take the journey back to Egypt and then the journey to the desert was a long journey. Can you imagine traveling on foot? Perhaps horse and cart? Our God is our God when we're up. And he's that same God when we're down. He's that God when we're sick. But he's that same God when we're well. He's that God when we have a little and he's that same God when we have a lot. Whatever condition, situation, or circumstance, God is still able. God will bring us up out of trouble, trials, and tribulations. Take it from us. He'll take us from the bottom to the top. And then what he'll do, he'll let our enemies see us rise. We have to give God a shout of praise in advance. We have to pay it forward because we know that with our praise comes blessings. We know that God can do what is seemingly impossible for man to do. We have to give him a shout when the doctor tells you that you're sick. You have to give him a shout. We have to give God a shout even though the doctor told my wife she had an incurable disease. We began to pray and trust the Lord. It was a process she had to go through and it took some pain and some breaking, but nevertheless, she made it through because we trusted God. We prayed, we cried, and we fought. Didn't come easy. Some days she looked like a cup of death. And that ain't no joke. I thought at one point I was going to lose her. She had one foot on earth and one foot in the grave. She was a size six because she had to go through the process. But somebody say, but God. But God in his infinite wisdom and in his healing powers healed her. There's not a trace of it in her blood. That's the kind of God we serve. God will bring you out. He will raise you up. He will heal you. If he wants to. If he wants to. Every prayer is subject to God's will. It's easy to shout when you're on top, but the real shout comes when you've been at your lowest point. The real shout comes when you've been to hell and back. And back again, the real shout comes when you see danger coming and God shields you from it. The real shout comes when you get your car repoed and God says you're a brand new car. The real shout comes when you're in between blessings. Yes, Lord. He gives us what we need. Yes. He gave the children of Israel manna from heaven. 
He fed them the whole while they were just roaming around, fussing and arguing and dissatisfied, just ungrateful. God is our refuge. And we can dare to be bold and stand before him like Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses knew that it was not his greatness in himself that made him successful. <clears throat> it was the greatness of the all-powerful God that we serve. And God can be trusted even at the bottom. So when you feel like giving up, don't. When you feel like there's no hope, there is. So we have to trust God's plan. So no matter how dark it gets in our lives, how hard times may seem, how lean the years may become, we know that God sees us through them all, even There were many great and powerful prophets during the time of the kings. But it would be more than a thousand years before one greater than Moses would appear. His name was Jesus. Amen. Jesus, the great I am, the bright and morning star, yes, came to us as a star, came to us in the depth of the night. And it was a star that told us that he had arrived. He came to us just as God planned it. Will you trust God at the bottom? Can you trust God at the bottom? I say, I pray that you do. Amen, amen. Because we've had to trust him in our lowest hour. Yes, Jesus. We had to trust him in our most trying times. Yes, Lord. In doubts and fears, we've had to trust God when we didn't see our way through. God made a way out of no way. Yes, he did. And he always does. Yes, Lord. So we can't walk around in fear and in doubt, but we have to walk around in faith. We have to hold our heads up high and know that whatever the situation is, God's got it. And there's no need to fret about it. There's no need to worry about it. There's no need to wonder about it. There's no need to, if, if, if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So we have to trust the God of our salvation to see us through every situation and circumstance. He is the God of the top. But guess what? He's really the God at the bottom. So I pray that this message blessed you today like it blessed me because I had some bottom days that I had to deal with and God had to show me that I am still with you, my child. Let me help you to understand the why this happened. Then that way you can continue with your journey ahead. Don't let disappointment or failure stop you. That's the enemy. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. 
let the, serve the enemy notice that my God says that I can have everything he said in this word. What is mine is mine. And no devil in hell can take it away. What's for you is for you. What God has purposed for you, God will deliver it. Whatever that is. But we must wait for God to reveal it. Yes, Lord. And once he reveals us, go with it. He told Moses, go. Go. Now you're ready. I'm sending you back to finish the job. You started as a baby. Took you 40 years to go through training in one area to learn the culture, then another area to learn how to fight. Yes, yes. This is your fight. So don't throw in the towel. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you give us strength to fight the battle. Thank you, Lord, that we trust you that we will win because we have already won. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to lead and guide us as you protect us. Keep your everlasting arms underneath us. I ask you, God, to continue to lift us up, especially when the world wants to keep knocking us down. I pray, Lord God, that you will keep us covered under the blood of the Lamb. And that you will continue to help us, Lord God, walk this Christian journey as only you know how. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 God for his word today. Doors of the church are open.